are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your hosts. They're long and fast. This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner. This is our listener feedback show, Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, Episode 70. I'm one of your hosts, Cooks, Chief Cooks and Bowler Washers, Herzog, Scott Herzog, that is. And good evening, I am Miles B. McLaughlin. And he's the real cook here, and <laughs> he serves up some dynamite stuff. And tonight, we are serving up a lot of what you have requested we talk about, because this show is all about you, the listeners, and we're sharing... Your thoughts and commenting on him, giving our little snide remarks, right. going from there. <laughs> so, Miles, how in the heck are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, enjoying the shows that we're, we're, we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, and in case you um, you listen to this one first before our main show, um, Scott and I got mentioned in, in another Dayton Ward uh, novel, uh, his latest Star Trek novel. In the and it looks like I could have been redshirted this time. Y- yeah, well, not well, yet. not yet. We don't. I mean. Your, your fate is unknown at this point. Right. Was well, that the way the book ends? Was my fate unknown? No. Um, is that only as far as you've gotten? That's as, Well, no, I finished the book. Uh, it, a lot of it has to do with Kirk and an admiral having conversations about the whole Vanguard project and Kirk recounting the, the last great battle um, yeah, with, with these Tholian warships. And, and so you just don't know what has happened to me? Don't know. We, we, I mean, we'll have to see Did if – uh, burn it? If Dayton, Dayton, Burnett, Dayton Ward? If Dayton Ward will continue the story of Scott Herzog and the How Enterprise. How did Tel Vixen get to be captain of a starship and I'm relegated to getting acid in my face? It's not acid, but whatever the heck it was. Right, right, right. Well, um, she's actually in command of like a like a star base on, on the moon and uh, she works for Starfleet Security. But, uh, well, let's face it. She's a lot prettier than the both of us. She is. She is. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dayton should give me the operation. <laughs> <laughs> that would change everything. You might get a bigger role in this book. I this. might, 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 right. definitely. Right. Um, so, so you're reading. You read that, right? Mm, Anything right. else that you're reading? Yes, I just uh, downloaded uh, the new uh, Star Trek Next Generation novel from uh, David Alamac, um, and uh, I'm having a little brain fart here about the title. But basically, it has a lot to do with um, uh, Nunyan Singh and the the androids, and so. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun reading that so far. Oh, very good. Very mm-hmm. good. And uh, we'll talk about some of the television shows that we're watching right. later on. Um, I am still reading Game of Thrones. I am in the thralls of book three, about halfway through it, and absolutely loving it again. Mm-hmm. And this time I'm bound and determined not to give up in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not that it's bad. It just I think I'd gone through book one, two, and three in succession, hit four, and I'm like, okay, I just need a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've taken that break, and now I'm going to read it. And my goal is after this one to hit book five. And I don't know if there'll be a break between this and book five. There could be. Mm-hmm. And it might be worth my while to break between them because they are very long. They take about 40, 50 hours to get through when you listen to them. Oh, my. They're very long books, very long books. Mm-hmm. So I'm working my way through that. Um, I am watching 
DS9. You'll listen on the other show and the regular show. I'll give a little bit more explanation to it, but I'm loving it again. I got to kind of rekindle my spirit set. I'm almost halfway through it. And especially as they begin to deal with the Dominion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to uh, get really become, good. Uh, it, it became more good. I just got through the the, the Klingon uh, the Klingon war, mm-hmm. quote-unquote war, where they kind of are... The huge battle they uh, have. Yeah, they're, so they kind of this, they, they're kind of tense allies at the end. And I'm sure it only gets better. Oh, well... It brings back the conflicts with the Klingons in that yes. season. Yeah, and so very, very well done, and uh, enjoying it. My daughter's enjoying it, and that's probably a little bit that excites me even more. Mm-hmm. She's not watching every episode because I watch them after she goes to bed too. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's enjoying what she's watching. Oh, good. So and, and I'm, I'm liking that. Mm-hmm. Um, not watching any movies really. I did finish Dark City, which I don't think I'd finished the last time, and enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Oh, there's not a lot else going on. So, well, let's move into some listener stuff. Kalis uh, wrote in and left us to know that he now has a blog. But that, that I mean, well, Kalis is a very insightful listener, and so I'm sure he, it he makes can. sense that he shares those comments on a blog, right? It, it does, yeah, yeah. So this is a science fiction blog where he kind of shares his thoughts on what he is uh, on what he's reading, and so. Uh, he calls it his harebrained idea, but for us, this does not seem far-fetched at all, where he kind of shares his deep and insightful thoughts on what's going on in the world of science fiction. I was joking with you, Miles, in the other show that you might be a fountain of use loses information, but he is a philosopher that comes on to our show and gives comments about what's going on. Oh, oh definitely, yeah. So uh, we always enjoy having him on. Mm-hmm. The blog, if you want to go visit it, for those of you that don't, don't actually check out the show notes, is simply this. It's The URL is Jim's sci-fi.blogspot.com Jim's so it's J-I-M-S-S-C-I-F-I dot blogspot.com so at least he didn't title it he's he's dead Jim <laughs> <laughs> he could have he, he's a McCoy he's a Dr. Bones fan so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so that, that, would, that would make it didn't he do the, the Bones quotes one he time? did he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was great I love that Bones was fantastic quotes. we love that we need some more of that Jim Whenever you get time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right. Well, let's move on. We asked you, I believe, in the last show about what you thought about Bond, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got quite uh, quite a few comments regarding Bond. One of these comments came through an audio, an audio bit that came from Colin in England. So we're going to play that, and then we'll get some other comments here. So, Colin, thank you so much for kind of rising to the, rising to the challenge, challenge and letting us know what you thought of Skyfall and Bond. You haven't seen it yet, Miles, right? No, I haven't. No, and I have not, and I need to... Hello, Scott and Miles. It's Colin from England. I just thought I'd uh, respond to your thing about James Bond and send in my thoughts on Skyfall. Personally, I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people moaned, uh, well, not a lot of people, some people moaned that there's not a lot of gadgets in it. In fact, there's two. So, <laughs> yeah, he uses an uh, identity grip on his pistol so only he can fire it. And he uses a tiny, tiny, tiny radio to call for reinforcements. And that's it. It's more of an action orientated film, um, which seems to be the way they're going at the moment with, with Bond since Daniel Craig took over. And it very much feels that the opening uh, sequence is a unbelievable fight involving uh, starting out with a car, and then they end up fighting on top of a train after fighting inside the train and 
this, and then um, he gets shot by his own side. And spoilers, <laughs> and I think he's dead. So basically, they give up on him. But basically, what he's really doing is getting drunk and um, going through pond far, shall we say, with uh, various ladies on the beachfront property. Um, then the bad guy starts on MI6 and the bad guy is um, wonderfully underplayed shall we say he's not the typical bad guy where he's like the megalomaniac or wanting to take over the world or dominate the universe he hasn't got a Death Star park somewhere or a thermonuclear bomb planted underneath some famous building or nothing like that no this bad guy quite simply wants revenge and he wants revenge on him and that is basically the premise of the film. He's one guy on a vendetta to kill one person who he blames for absolutely everything that went wrong in his life because basically MI6 hung him out to dry. Which is what they do with spies. You never see an old spy. Well, very rare anyway. Um, there's certain little things like this, when, when he's, the bad guy's caught... Um, they basically plants a virus into his computer, so when he when they hook his computer into the MI6 mainframe to download it, it attacks the MI6 mainframe. That was kind of neat. Uh, it was like a cascading virus, and that basically is how he facilitated his escape. So that was quite good. Um, there was usual car chases, um, which you know part and parcel of James Bond, so that's in there. But all in all, it's basically it's an action film. Pure and simple. Where there's no gadgets. There's some. Uh, there's beautiful women, as you would expect to be in James Bond. There's always beautiful women. Uh, Daniel Craig does get jiggy with it with a few of them, as he's wont with James Bond. But this, the only criticism I've got is this is the third film in a row now where we've seen the remorseful Venge or James Bond. I'd kind of like to see him take him in a different direction because we don't want to keep seeing him on some sort of revenge vendetta. It'd be nice if it could take the character in a different direction. Mark's out of ten. Seven. Would I buy it? No. Would I watch it again if it come on the telly? Yes. And all the James Bond films end up on the telly over here anyway, so why buy it? <laughs> there you go, guys. Take care, live long, and podcast, and I'll speak to you soon. Well, thanks, Colin, for that in-depth review. <laughs> you were laughing at some parts here. Well, Colin is just great in his descriptions. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> his ponfar, right? Right, or um, <laughs> Bond getting jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just had Will Smith suddenly pop into my mind and start singing. Um, you know, the, he says some stuff that I've heard faulted in the Bond film, and that was that because you don't have someone that's trying to take over the world, it becomes – isn't that Bond? Hmm. You know, and yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of – and so this – some people faulted it for that. And I also heard fa- faulted that it wasn't quite your traditional Bond, what you are used to. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard Colin say about you know Daniel Craig Lewis's performance is still kind of a dark and brooding person. That's the way they've been playing him in all the bo- – bo- did you see Quantum of Solace and Casino no. Royale? I saw Casino Royale, but I, I didn't see Quantum. That's Solace. the way they played it Excuse me, in Casino Royale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Bond has traditionally been you know, 
you know, he, he, he has a sense of humor. He's even, you know, maybe a little whimsical at times. And, uh, and so, but certainly not deep. Oh, definitely. No, not deep. And this is a very deep bond. And maybe, and the, so the question is the first film, I think people are like, Oh yeah, well this is a nice change for bond, mm-hmm. but three films in you're still doing that. I think people maybe have maybe uh, what the sense I'm getting from Colin and maybe we'll get from some other comments here that are coming up is that people are a little bit tired of it. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. I mean, there has to be some change with our genres, but at, you don't want to change what the heart of something is. Yeah. And so um, I haven't seen the film, so I can't I can't I don't have an informed opinion about it. Right, right. And I hope to someday, but I haven't seen it either. Um, but we did get some other comments on it. Let's read these. And Colin, thank you so much for calling in and giving us your thoughts on it. And uh, you're right. Even over here, the bond ends up in the telly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah you, we'll get, see. you definitely see, you get to see all of them. Like Thanksgiving, they'll put like a whole thing. Whole marathon, yeah. Marathon of them on. And mm-hmm. that's where I actually watched a lot of my bonds when I had real TV. Oh, okay. And I'm sure you can Netflix a bunch of them now. I didn't even check. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're on Netflix or not. Uh, ben, ben, ben Avery said, great link between the old and the new regarding Bond, mm-hmm. although it creates a number of continuity questions no matter what their intention. It's a very well-made movie, possibly one of the best-made Bond movies, but not one that I'll be re-watching like some of the older ones, or even Casino Royale. So his his argument is this is one of the best-made Bond movies, mm-hmm. but not one he'll rewatch. Hmm. That says something of it. It maybe seems to echo a little bit what Colin's hinting at. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt Mather said, "Good times." Yeah, and uh, do you want to read what Jen said? Oh, I'm not sorry, you're not there. Okay, well, let me read. I'll read what Jen yeah, said. Read uh, Jen said, "I thought that was pretty good at first. I didn't know if it was going to be slow or boring because I was very tired after a long day at work. But it surprised me. I like how they showed he was getting a bit older, not like he used to be." But I also liked how they showed the contrast that it was definitely better to have actual people with security than relying on computers. So she sounds like she was a fan for her. Yeah. You know, people I've heard talk about it said this is the best Bond film ever. I'm, I'm hearing lots of good stuff about it. So. But, uh, but if you're a traditionalist with Bond, I can see how this would be a problem. This might alienate you a bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let us know if you are still watching Bond or want to chime in on Bond. You can call us at one 888 Send us an MP3 through email as well. Or you can just write an email, as many people do, at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I want to jump back. This is an older comment, but one I don't think we've shared in the show. This is from The Lost Mind of Lee. Mm-hmm. And he was commenting on our re-release of the Larry Nemechek interview that we did. Oh, I guess we released about mid-November, early November. Right, yeah. And this is an interview we did actually two years ago, mm-hmm. but he was commenting on that, and I thought we'd read it here. And do you have that comment in front of you? I do. Go and ahead, read that. One thing that Larry said that he would like to see more of the early times of Star Trek, but you could tell with the uh, ratings of Enterprise, most people hate that, and, and I'm one of them. The next TV show should be 10 or ten or more years in the future. Never go backwards. Great interview. Larry is good at interview himself. You just got to stop him. It, it seems that you guys are, are taking longer between shows and now are as if we could – maybe it's just me from Lost Mind of Lee. Yeah, we may have read part of this comic before. Okay. Uh, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again mm-hmm. because we're senile and getting old like Bond. True. <laughs> right, right. Because we're like Bond and we mm-hmm. want to be compared to Bond. Getting jiggy with it. And uh, <laughs> I was getting jiggy with it downstairs. You saw me. Yeah, yes, you Dancing were. Dancing with my kids. Uh, to, to some you know, um, 
My, my, let's just put it this way. Miles is going to have some very disturbing dreams tonight. Yeah, folks, I'm going to need something really good help. Some therapy, yeah. maybe a shot of bourbon. So, you mean that like Bond. That, that must shaking, be. Shaking, not stirred, right? Right, right. right. Well, you were, you were shaking it to Justin Bieber. You know? <laughs> hey, sh- don't tell people I'm shaking it <laughs> to Justin Bieber. Now, granted, now his, 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 his daughter was, was playing it. So it's, right, right, right. So I was, I was not voluntarily listening to Justin Bieber. But you know, you could probably find a song or two on his playlist. Yeah, I, well, he definitely can because I own the playlist he plays. Oh, okay. So, so it'll definitely be on my playlist too, even though I don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, Star Trek in the future. I'm all for Star Trek in the future. I, I am too. Um, I'm. I didn't hate Enterprise. Uh, it, it had some problems, but I still liked it. I would, you know, and I, if they if they do a TV series in the JJ verse, I'd be open to that too. Just. Uh, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, Star Trek Phoenix, they did. They jumped into the future, right? It right. wasn't that far into the future, but mm-hmm. it was in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the concern that they had, and I kind of echo it, if you go too far in the future, it ceases to become a Trek that we recognize. Right. I mean, how, how far is the technology going to go? Right. And where it's, it's, you know, I don't know, just hard to relate to anymore. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason asked a phenomenal question on our Facebook page. I thought I'd asked, I'd talk about it now. I thought it'd be a good discussion point with Miles. Mm-hmm. And he asked, would you stop watching The Walking Dead or any genre show if a certain character were killed off? If yes, what character? So let's talk about that. Would you stop watching Walking Dead if they killed off a certain character? No, I, I I don't think so. I think you are going to, you know, in the nature of a show like that, there are going to be, you know, people getting killed off. Um, I think what they have, the, the writers have to be careful of is which character is expendable and what what characters are carrying the show as far as, you know, who are who maybe who are people most, sort of drawn to, I mean, and I just don't see him killing Rick. I think he is too, you know, integral to the show. That would be difficult mm-hmm. to do it. You know, I was thinking about this when the question was poised, how they took out Mulder from the X-Files in season seven. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always Mulder and Scully, Mulder and Scully. Then season eight became uh, Terminator, you know, the... the uh, Jason Patrick. Yeah, well, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, you're right. You know, became kind of uh, took over his lead with Scully. And then they brought in Mulder for like the final, maybe it was season eight that happened. And then season nine and 10 were without Mulder, but then maybe they were still in this quest and they'd bring him in and final episode, they brought him back in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he was gone and the show suffered Mm -hmm. when a major central character like that is gone. Yeah. It's, it it doesn't work. Very few shows. The only show that it worked, uh, in Babylon Five, the first season, you had a different uh, guy who's who's the the lead commander of the, of the of the, of the of the space station. They do it with Doctor Who, mm-hmm. although the character of Doctor Who remains. But the way they've created that character, they can axe off the actor mm-hmm. and still keep Doctor Who, right? And so it's a little bit little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I would say, as a general, you can't you can't really do this in the show and have it survive. You take Rick out of Walking Dead. There's one show that did it recently, and mm-hmm. that is that is Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones acts Ned Stark. 
Remember? Right. And mm-hmm. he was a likable guy that was kind of central to the show. And first season, sorry if you haven't watched first season by now, but you know mm-hmm. he uh, they axed him off, and the show continued. Now, granted, there was a whole ensemble that you were kind of – maybe it's different then. Yeah, a writer's got to be careful how they want to do that. Sometimes, you know, in rare cases like Game of Thrones or Babylon 5, it's worked. It works with an ensemble cast. It doesn't work when you have a cast center of one or two characters. That is true. If, if, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of Fringe. They kind of did this with Fringe when they took Peter out. We were talking about this in the main show. That's they take right. Peter out and writers got hell. Oh, my gosh, they got yeah. yelled out for not having Pete in the first four episodes of season four. Right. So it, it that didn't work for them. No, it didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't. Um, and so here's what some people, some of you were saying, and I have a few more comments that are listed there, and I'll let you read the last two. I'll read the first three that aren't listed there. Uh, Nick Claycomb, Nate Claycomb said, yes, if they took Snow White in Once Upon a Time out and they killed her off. He's, she's like a central character, <laughs> kind of. Uh, Jen M said, no, I would still keep watching it till the end. I wouldn't like it, say, especially if they killed off Daryl in Walking Dead, but I watched it this far. So her argument is that you've invested time into a show and they kill off a main, main character. You still watch it at the end even if you don't like it. Uh, it depends on, yeah, if, I guess it depends on how much backlash I ca- that getting the character killed yeah. creates. yeah. Sean Toomes said, I would still watch Walking Dead even if they kill off, let's say, Rick. That's a great thing with the show. However, if they were to kill off Charlie from Revolution, maybe I would want to watch it even more often. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there are okay. some characters, you know. Maybe some people want killed off. You know, in Star Wars, if they killed off Jar Jar, I've definitely watched Star Wars a bit more than I do. I, I think people's opinions of the franchise might change. <laughs> right, right. They might actually go up. Right. Rodney. Or if you kill off George Lucas as a writer. I'm just killing, kidding. Not advocating killing George Lucas. Uh, He's brought not. us a ton of a good world. Right. Uh, what does Rod do have to say? I stopped watching. They, they, they stopped killing off characters. So, oh, so he, you know, he, he thinks it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing to do. And what did Mike create? Uh, I stopped watching Ghost Whisper after uh, Andrea left. Um, it, it, it's it's genre. It counts. Yeah, it's true. So he he stopped watching it. So that was obviously it. Mm-hmm. There there are some characters that you you don't want killed. Them. It's a risk. It's, it's it is. It's a huge risk. I mean, sometimes it's it's integral to the show, but it depends on how important that character. It depends on how the, the characters, like you said, is it an ensemble or do you just have a few leads and, or, or, you know, one The real lead. question is what are the limits? Yeah. What are the limits to killing off characters like mm-hmm. this? And I mean, that's a really good question. If you want to weigh, all the, weigh in on this, just call us or leave us an email. And we've kind of shared that before and we'll share it at the end of the show again. All right. Well, you put in this little picture of Twilight. You got to explain the picture. We're an audio show and you have to, you have to put comments about a picture. Right. Come on. First, let me just say, as far as the Twilight thing, um, I've, I've not watched it. I, I don't know much about it. It's just it, it's just kind of funny how people poke fun at it. And yeah. what you don't know about Miles is he prances around at home in front of his wife in a sparkly outfit. Well, she, like she likes Apple. Twilight, so it's, it's <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so, uh, Edward, Edward, sorry. <laughs> but uh, so there's a someone on Facebook posted this. It's a picture of Sheldon and Amy from Big Bang Theory, and if any of you know how. I'll just say awkward their relationship is. Um, somebody captioned it, still a better love story than uh, Edward and Bella. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, so, so some, of the, some of the comments we got were, um, uh, 
like poked in the eyes with otters on fire while listening to the Abba song by mutant chimps while on a date with Lizzie Borden's younger, less nutty brother is better love story than twilight. <laughs> and, and Jason says, I teared up reading that. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, M Sierra says, I- I'm here for you, Jason Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Nancy Hope, N- Nancy Wilson says, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're very good. Well, I, so I did not actually comment on the picture. I did not actually see it. I saw the one that you posted, or someone posted with the uh, guy from Spaceballs. Oh, uh, a dark helmet, yes. Yeah, that dark helmet and that, that comment about Twilight. Matt Mather liked that one. Yeah, he did. So mm-hmm. a lot of comments about Twilight. You know, here's the thing. Some of you may be Twilight lovers out there. If so, defend yourselves, please. Please rise to the challenge and understand that this is a sci-fi show and Twilight sci-fi, technically. Sci-fi fantasy, and it, it is made. Uh, the books have sold millions of copies. The movies have made millions of dollars. So there, there are people, you know, that are are checking it out. Yeah. That are, that have followed it all this time. Yep. Well, let's move on to some comments on Fringe. You're caught up in Fringe, right? Oh, definitely. So we had this episode, season five, episode seven, five twenty ten was the name of the episode, and it's the episode where we begin to see Peter. Manifest. Oh my, yes. He takes control of the situation <laughs> and really kicks ours regarding the observers. Oh, yeah. So, what's, were there any memorable moments in this episode for you? Probably uh, Walter um, happy he found his David Bowie record. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not to mention that song really is echoing oh, apropos, the man yeah. who sold the world, right? Yeah. Um, because they're kind of you know, saying that Nimoy, Bell, who we haven't seen yet, but I hope to see back for the end of the show, um, that Bell has kind of sold the world because mm-hmm. he's in cahoots with the observers. Well, isn't a little, I don't know, creepy that they're carrying his hand around? It is. <laughs> it just is. They're just conveniently, they need it. Well, I just remember when Walter cut it off the first yeah. time, you know. Yeah. I, I love this whole thing about Walter... Worry that he's going to become like his old former self. There were some good serious was, before yeah. his brain was removed. I love that. There, there, yeah, there are some good serious moments. He is concerned about what he's becoming, and you juxtapose that uh, what uh, Peter is becoming, and Peter is embracing embracing this. So right, and yeah. he thinks that Peter will be able to keep him from going over the edge, and I'm not sure. Oh, I, I don't think so. Yeah, because Peter's kind of gone over the edge, too. Right. Somebody needs to rescue Peter. Uh, I think so. And uh, he's losing his hair, man. I, and, uh, I, I've been there. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What you don't know is that Miles is really an observer. <laughs> He'll start mimicking what I'm saying in just a moment. No, but uh, uh, that scene with, 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 with Olivia, we had the first honest moment between Olivia and him mm-hmm. in a long time. Oh, yeah. And I think it's made Olivia trust him less. Oh, I think she's scared of him. Oh, and I think rightly so. Right. I mean, he's he's definitely put himself out there, and uh, you know, is you know, is he is he beating back the, the observers? Yeah, but what you know, is he gonna lose his soul? You know, someone has commented that he is the first observer. Hmm. Um, also, that little boy observer that we see mm-hmm. that we met that we met before. Right. People are postulating that that's actually September. I, I, I could believe that theory. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they play that out. Mm-hmm. Come on, fringe writers. <laughs> so we got what? Six episodes left, three before Christmas, three after Christmas. And then that's it for fringe. 
Yeah, it's, that's too bad. Maybe I'll finally be able to get caught up on Walking Dead at that <laughs> point. But we'll actually get some new shows starting up that I'm kind of looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in April, I think one of them is coming down the pike. Defiance, I think. Yes, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to Defiance, actually. Mm-hmm. So, But we ha- we did have some comments. Yes, uh, let's, go, let's continue to talk about Fringe here. Radu, what so do you have to he say? Says, oh, man, can this show get even better? This is incredible stuff. Heartbreaking scenes with Walter and Nina. Yes. That, we can talk about that, but he's right. Powerful scenes with it's Peter. great to see Nina back. It is. Uh, well, with Peter getting his uh, observer on. Wow, moving like them, talking like them, getting bald, amazing. Yeah. By the way, someone said at Comic-Con this year, Peter showed up in an Observer outfit. So it kind of actually <laughs> hints to kind of what he's becoming. I, I wonder if he knew at the time. I'm that, sure they did. That, that That's what was happening. Yeah, but Lee Kemp's had a god of bad feeling about this. But the scenes, uh, I, you know, we should talk about Walter and Nina. I mean, uh, you know, at first I was thinking, uh, you know, Walter was being – Insensitive, you know, with Nina about what you know whether uh, um, Bell really loved Nina or not. And he goes, and all he loved was himself, right? And, but uh, you know, in, but in the end, of course, they find that picture of her, a younger, a young picture of her in the safe. That's in Bell's, you know, safe. And so, obviously, whatever Bell's faults are, he still had feelings for Nina, right? With the real disturbing thing is that even though he loved Nina, he still did this. Yeah, that's even more disturbing because that parallels Peter. That even though Peter loves Olivia. He's still doing what he's doing. That's true. Uh, I think there's a, a parallel there that should be missed. Yeah. Maybe they'll explore that. Yeah. So um, when does it come back on? Is that this week? I think this week. It has to be this week. We're going to get some more fringe. It could yeah. be wrong. I, Do we get a one-week hiatus or two-week hiatus? I, for some reason, I'm thinking two-week. So, yep. Well, mm-hmm. looking we'll forward see. to it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Revolution, uh, Jason asked, what are your thoughts on season uh, one, episode 10, Nobody's Fault But Mine? Now, you're saying this is a mid-season finale, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So tell us what happened in the mid-season, mid-season finale. I obviously mm-hmm. not caught up. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it, but you won't spoil anything for me. Well, they, they get to Philadelphia, and um, the uh, uh, Charlie gets captured. Um, well, no, see, well, she gets captured, and as well as her two other companions get captured. Miles is looking for um, uh, a, way, a way to get in, and... Um, he finds out they get captured, and so he uh, – the one – I got to start knowing these characters' names. But the one character who, who captured uh, Charlie's uh, brother the first time, he got promoted to a major. Um, basically, Miles has a sword to his wife's throat and said, you know, you, you either free my family or I'll, you know, I'll cut her head off basically. And he, he's unable to free the, the, the family, but he's able to free the, the – uh, you know, his, 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 his uh, compatriots and – Basically, they lock him and his wife in the closet. But the guy says, "You know, when this is done, I am, I am going to kill you." You know, this, this this guy plays pure evil really good. Oh yes. And um, but there is a confrontation with uh, um, with Miles and Monroe. And but they also show flashback scenes. These guys had a friends a friendship since childhood, and so to see where they they were to where they are now, it's and where they become pretty tragic. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, but yeah. and there's a story about the uh, the amulet and. Um, uh, the woman making the uh, is that being uh, developed further? Oh my, yes, it has. It, it, she, 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 to, to basically spare her son's life. Well, there, last episode she she try, she said she built the amplifier, but she actually built a bomb. And there was another scientist who said, "No, that's a bomb." And um, just to show where, you know, just to spare her own life, she stabs the one guy with a uh, screwdriver because. Basically, they would have just killed her off. He says, well, no, you still need me now. And so they said, okay, we'll still keep you alive. But 
you know, you, you, you screw up and your kids are dead. And so mm. they do escape, but unfortunately they aren't able to do anything with the amplifier. Uh, you, the last thing you see is some helicopter, helicopter flying around and starting to aim at some machine guns at the, uh, at the group. Oh, very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Jason Russell thought that for a moment Miles was going to go back. Not you, Miles. Mm-hmm. Episode Miles. Glad he didn't, even though that could have had some interesting plot twists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've heard people that have kind of given up on the show. I never really got started in the show, I'm going to admit. I watched the first episode, watched the second episode, and that was it. It became a time issue, and now I feel like I'm so far back. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do a revolution marathon sometime. Mm-hmm. But now I've gotten hooked in DSI again. Now that's what I spend my extra time doing. So, mm-hmm. so but maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll over Christmas break off some time. I keep saying that, and we'll see if that actually happens. But yeah. Well, we did get some news that Merlin is to end after season five, and boy, did people react to this! And oh, now yes. you have never watched Merlin, right? Th- that is correct. And I have not. I used to see it on before or after a show that was coming on. Right. I, think, sci-fi. Uh, I don't know what it was on before. I think Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yes. Mm-hmm. It was on before Sanctuary, so I had to catch like the credits or something like that. But that's it. Um, but we had some people react. Uh, how did Lee react to this? He was very ambivalent. Yeah, um, a, I, I just, his opinion, you really had to kind of decipher and weed through how you really felt. I, I know. No, no, not at all, folks. Uh, all, this is what Lee said. All I could say is, in his best uh, Darth Vader, no, I will no, miss this No, it needs show. to be a little bit longer. Go ahead. I can't do it longer. It's, no. Uh, there's like tons of us. That's true. No, yeah. Go ahead. So he says, I will miss this show. I never thought it up as I thought the most guys that hear and, and read the Sci-Fi Diner never watch it. But if you have, you, you're missing a great show. Well, you know, this is something that if you're kind of into that whole fantasy uh, – type of show, Merlin, you know, the whole King Arthur legend. This is something that I think would easily play. We don't talk about the show because neither of us watch it, and mm-hmm. some listeners haven't brought it up. Right. It doesn't mean there aren't listeners out there watching it. I know there are. So, so. If, if, if you're – let us know what you think of uh, Mer- Merlin getting canceled. Yeah, Jason Taylor said, I read another article that said the producers are bowing out and going out on their own terms. So it won't be unresolved. I've been watching with the BBC airing, only five episodes left. Hmm. So there is something to be said. There is something to be said about producers saying, you know what? We're going to end this show and we want to end it, not when the network says we've got to end it. Right. There's something regal and honorable about that. Well, it gives them a chance to end it on their own terms and hopefully... Resolve the story. Resolve the story, tie up loose ends and... um, Maybe they they see the writings on the wall, but they they figure well, we'll we'll do it. You know, we're going to do it on our terms. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, thanks guys for the comments. Let's move on into Walking Dead, which you are still watching. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead season three, episode seven. When the dead come knocking. Mm-hmm. So tell me about this episode. Well, we um, we see Michonne, the uh, samurai sword uh, wielding. Uh, the Jedi uh, sword. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, she uh, she goes to the the prison, the camp, whatever. But I have to back up a little bit. Uh, she she she's been running away from from Merle. Uh, Merle went after her, and uh, she's got a gunshot wound to the leg. Uh, also, when she was fighting off uh, zombies, um, she basically got some zombie guts spilled all over her. But it's worked as a good camouflage because they, they've they've left her alone. You know, there's there's episode where she thinks she's going to have to, you know, kick butt, and then they just kind of walk past her like it's nothing at all. But she comes to the uh, the camp and 
Um, she brings supplies that um, uh, Glenn and, and the other girl were, were going to get, but they get captured by Merle. Um, and uh, they take her in and, and you know, the, the, the one doctor, you know, uh, treats her wounds. Not that there's some, not there's a, there's some conflict between that, that, but she tells them what's going on at the, uh, um, at, at the compound. And she agrees to help, help them get, you know, her people get, get their people back. Mm. So that's kind of the premise of it. This is not the season for now. This is not the mid season. No, no, it's not. Uh, so there's one episode yet before that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get that on mm-hmm. our next show. Right. Um, Andrea Laurie Holden's character has gotten a lot closer to the governor. And they're trying to show – they kind of have this this doctor who's acting like their scientist as far as trying to understand what's going on with the zombies. And they try this experiment with this, this guy that's about ready to die soon. Uh, can he still retain his memories um, after he died? And Andrea like saying, no, they just become monsters after this happens. And um, – the guy's like, no, well, we, we think they're, they're, we have a theory that maybe they still do. And well, she has to prove him wrong <laughs> that, even though they, they, they have, they have this, this old guy dying of cancer and restraints after he dies, the one guy undoes one of the restraints. And of course the old guy wants to eat his brains. And, uh, right. so Andrea has to show this, this doctor, the error of his ways. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here's what, uh, people are, uh, saying about this. Uh, Jen M said, yeah, the only good part about tonight's episode is when they all got to see Carol and also had good moments for Glenn, but I was dreading what the governor was going to do to Maggie. Ugh, but I'm glad he didn't. That would have been just awful. So, yeah, I'm, so yeah, that was a highlight. They found Carol. Uh, she had been hiding out. Um, Very good. And, um, Jason Taylor said... You there? That didn't make any okay. sense. Okay. So, Judas was her name. So, Jason Taylor said Judas was her name in the comic. So, they went to the comic route in that one. I was worried about the governor, governor Maggie, too. I guess they, do, they could go only so far, even on cable. Apart from, I guess there must have been more violent stuff in the book that they didn't put on. Right. Uh, apart from Glenn and Maggie stuff, it was a little of a lackluster episode. Yeah, it was so so. Uh, Jennifer says, Yeah, I agree. I guess I, I still haven't uh, gotten. That far of the comics yet still would have been more uh, meaningful. So I guess all the times that Glenn was by himself uh, taught him a lot too. Well, Glenn takes a, a beat down from Merle. I forgot to say, and but I I, I think Glenn is going to be a, more of a standout character because he, you just see physically he's not the most obviously he's not the most intimidating person, but he, he I think he's becoming one of the toughest of of, of them. And, that does not surprise me. And, Mer, Mer, you know Merle's trying to get information out of him and. Glenn is not, you know, going for it, and Glenn has is his um, he's taped to a chair, and Merle lets in a walker, and Mer- even in the chair, Merle is, I mean, uh, Glenn is able to uh, defend himself and take out the walker. Awesome. Yeah. So that was awesome. that was that was a pretty good scene. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. That is, I have to watch it yet. So mm-hmm. it's in the queue, in the queue, but I haven't mm-hmm. kept up with my Walking Dead. And if I don't didn't explain that here, I explained it at the main show, so you can find out why. Uh, um, yeah, well, it sounds good, and we'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see how they end up with the mid-season finale. It sounds like there's a war coming, a war coming, or a battle. There looks like there's a big battle coming in next uh, next week's episode. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Arrow, Arrow's, uh, we haven't had Arrow for a week. Did we, we, we may not even talk about Arrow the last time, but they continue to, that show continues to rock for me. I'm still loving Arrow. Yeah, so Arrow is good, and I cannot wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, not watching Grimm, not watching Person of Interest, Big Bang Theory. What's going on with Big Bang Theory? 
Big Bang Theory. There wasn't one last week, so I'm trying to remember last week's. Oh, I think last week's might have been the one with um, uh, Will Wheaton, and no, that that was that was after. So I don't remember what the last the last. So it wasn't real memorable, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'd have to. You know, it. it, it, I mean, I don't remember it being bad. I just don't can't remember which one it was. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of a lot of seasons. How many seasons of Big Bang? Uh, I think we're up to seasons five now. Right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, awesome. Uh, is there anything else we have not talked about that we need to talk about? Uh, no, I think we covered it. Hey, by the way, one thing we do need to say, we are going to be talking with um, Larry Nemchik and, and uh, John Frage in our Christmas show, which will be taking place in two weeks, where we kind of review our top five geeky gifts that we want for Christmas, mm -hmm. right? That'll be the main show. We're also going to have Larry on and uh, Tess, Tesla, I think it was Tesla, I, I forget her name, but... Excuse me for listening to this podcast, but we're going to have them on to talk about the tour that they do, where they oh. kind of tour through the sites of Star Trek. Oh, very good. So they'll be talking about that as well, and that's on next week's show. But if you want to share your top five geek gifts that you want for Christmas this year, call in. We'd love to have it in audio format so we can play on the show. And it's at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three, or send us an MP3 or an email. Just attach it to an email. Give us your top five geek gifts that you want. For Christmas this year, that will be our show 159. So, and as always, make sure if you want to get in on that little John Connor sign print action, you can do that by also emailing and contacting and answer the question correctly. Yeah. Do you have the? Uh, do you have your geek gifts picked out? There, there's one. There, there's one that I, I definitely have. I have to add a few more. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. What the captain's chair? The blow up captain's chair. Uh, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it before. And, okay. And I heard they made it in an adult size. I'm excited about that. Yes, yes. Very good. Very good. Um, uh, can, can you can, can you see the captain's chair in 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 our? I can see it here. We mm -hmm. we should get them for the sci-fi diner. So. Um, if you want to give us gifts here, just give us what the blow up. The, yes, the inflatable, the inflatable uh, captain shares. <laughs> you might hear them in the in the background. Yeah, they might make. You might think the rude noise is happening. Right? <laughs> maybe that's not. A, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> it would change uh, the feel uh, the feel of the show, Miles. Yeah, it would. <laughs> this is a family show, not that sort of show, Miles. Right, 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 right. But if you want to give us your list, please do. And thank you guys so much for joining us on our uh, trek through the shows we're watching and what we're into and our commentaries and different things. Uh, if you would like to posit a question for us at the Sci-Fi Diner, make sure you get that to us as well. That always makes for interesting discussion. Very much so. So, And maybe we should have a discussion show again. We have not had a discussion show in a while. Okay. So uh, – Listeners, we would love, if you're still listening to us right now and you would like us to do a discussion show, give us an idea for a topic that you think we might be able to get some good discussion going on. Okay. I believe that's it, Miles. Let's wrap up the show. Let's uh, clean up the tables, uh, kick out the patrons, and get out of here. All right. Well, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya.